to the chrome, he's right beside me. I'm a head in a valley, lost but now you found me. Don't know where I will be. Expression that proceedeth 
out of the mouth of God. We here to believe God's word. Without his word, we can't stand. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but his word, his word, his word shall stand and last forever because he is the perpetual God that never ends. And we thank you for that. We thank you for your mercies. Although we make mistakes in our lives, God, you clean it up for us because we are humans and you are the author and the finisher of our faith. Thank you for mercy. We thank you for grace. We thank you for dying on the cross and giving us a chance to be forgiven of our debts as we forgive our debtors. Thank you, God, for purchasing our sin on the cross. And we magnify you for that. And we thank you and we can be forever grateful that we are debt-free according to your word because it's not our righteousness, but it's your righteousness. And we thank you for revelation knowledge. We thank you for the word that is about to go forth. Again, there is no time with God. So, in essence, it's any time God says speak, speak. Thank you, Father. Uh, today's text is uh, coming out of Daniel's. Daniel, the third chapter, 20th verse. And that is a question that has been raised in these situations. It's, it's a twofold situation, but it's the same question. What would you do? Daniel 3, the 20th verse, and, it's, and it reads, And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego and to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Now, how did they get there? We're going to start reading from the 12th verse and then you're going to see why and the reason why they got there because of their loyalty towards God and that God is the provider and our protector. So if you stand for God, who can be against you when God is for you? God is for you, in other words, so who can be against you? The 12th verse, there are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now, they were set over the affairs of the province of Babylon. Of course, you got haters in the midst of your position. Meshach, Meshach, and Meshach, and Abednego, these men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, then they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now if ye be ready that at 
what time ye hear the sound of the trump, of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the psaltery, and the dixemer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, but if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. Now let me stop right there. See, these are threats. And the enemy posed threats to us. In other words, scare tactics. Now, if you mention the fiery furnace, now you know the fiery furnace burns. In other words, you're going to be cremated alive. So he's painting a picture of your consequences if you don't serve him or bow down to him. So he figured that if I paint this picture, then I can have them to worship me. Why? Because I threatened them and I gave them a picture of their demise. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were loyal to God's spirit. And the reason why they was loyal to God's spirit because God is who he say he is. Although you are being uh, set up or being plotted against or people want you to bow down to them or bow down to their music. In other words, listen to my tune. I'm playing a tune. I want you to listen to my tune and not the tune of your father. But I want you to listen to my music. When you hear my music, I want you to bow down to the image that I have set before you. Now, listen. The image is what the devil paints into your head. The image for you to bow down. Now, there are multiple images that the devil uses for you to bow down. Now, you have the music that represents having a party. And in the midst of that music, in the midst of you having a party, there comes the worship or the denial of Christ because they want you to serve their gods. So, the 15th verse, now if ye be ready that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, sackbut, sultry, and dusamer, and all kinds of music. Whatever instrument is being played, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, but if ye worship not, here's the threat, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Now see, he thought he was bigger than God because he has a fiery furnace and he has multiple people worshiping an image that he created in his kingdom. Just because Sally and Bob and all the rest of the people are bowing down to that image doesn't mean that you have to bow down. 
you can be in the midst of that situation, but your spirit is not in the midst of that situation. In other words, you're in the midst of the crowd, but you're not a part of the crowd. Because why? You know God's word. And you're there because of the position that you have that was given to you to the, through the king. And you have haters that, that plots and try to find situations to get you to lose your position. And then divide you between the king and himself. You divided. In other words, they're dividing you from the king that gave you the authority to find out a way to snatch or take away that power that was given to you. See, the enemy wants to take away your power. And it's by any means necessary that he wants to take away your position. But if you stand firm, just like the Bible says, have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You, you, you have a breastplate, breastplate of righteousness. Your feet shod. Your, your mind is right, is clear. You have a sound mind. And you know who God is. But the king was brought to his attention about Shamrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then the king know that they're not bowing down to the image that he had set before his people or the kingdom of his people with the music. And after the music played, you're supposed to bow down. But how many of you know that you do not have to bow down to the enemy? It may seem like he can destroy you, but he cannot destroy you. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, you have the power to condemn. And see, that's the thing that the enemy don't want you to know that you have is the power to condemn. Now, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. We can't respond to that. It sounds like that we should respond to that because of your threats, because of the fiery furnace. But, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, listen, listen. See, this is a spiritual warfare. These are spiritual situations. And you have two things that takes place. Which God are you going to serve? Now listen to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. If it be so, our God whom we serve 
is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. Now, what the Bible says, have faith in God. And he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Whatever picture, whatever type of music, and whatever image that you have in mind, we're not going to take heed to that. The Bible says, resist the devil and he shall flee. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fear. And the form of his vestige was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spoke and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was wont to be heated. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, in the middle of it. Now, mind you, see, the devil wants to wrap you up. He wants to hold you back. But you have to know within yourself that God is a rewarder to them that diligently seek him. And he also gives us a way of an escape. So, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their hosen, and their hats, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flames of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach. Meshach and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king, now, if you want to read Matthew, the 18th chapter, in the 20th verse, for where two or three are gathered in my name, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, there am I in the midst of them. So, there answered and said unto the king, true, O king. Now, listen at this. The king was astonished and rose up in haste. He got up quickly. And spake and said unto his counselors. Now he was see, the king and his counselors and all the people that were around him were watching the furnace. They was waiting on screams, flesh burning with fire, the smell coming from the human beings that being thrown into the fire. So it's like a show to them. So the reason why it was like a show to them, to show fear into the other people that if they 
don't bow down to his image or listen to his music and after the music play bow down to the image this is what's going to happen to them but there is a twist in this situation now you have two loyalties and you have one cruelty situation that happened in this passage the loyalty with Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego was to God and the loyalty of the men of the army was to the king. And the king delegated to the men of the army to throw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the fiery furnace, which is cruelty. So my question is on both sides, including the, the mighty men of the army and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. What would you do in this situation? You're being threatened. You're being told to listen to the music. All kinds of music. The harp. The flute. The whatever type of instrument that's being played. I want you to listen to that. And then after the music, I want you to bow down to my image. What would you do if you was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Now, on the flip side of that, just say you are the mighty men of the army for the king. And the king delegates you to throw in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the fiery furnace. By you being the mighty man, what would you do in that situation? Would you obey the king and suffer consequences? Or you deny the king's wishes and, and whatever happens after that happens? So what would you do in this situation on both sides? So... Therefore, because flames of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Abednego, and these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, was astonished. Because scientists, science would tell you that fire burns. Science will also tell you that you can burn into ashes in the midst of that fiery furnace. So the king was astonished because science did not take place in that furnace and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, true, O king. And then back to Matthew 18, 20, for where two or three are gathered in my name, two or three are gathered in the fiery furnace in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Romans, the 8th chapter, the 16th verse. The Spirit itself bear witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So when the music played and the image was there, 
Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego spirit bear witness with God's spirit. And they knew who they were. You have to know who you are in situations that may seem like it is death, a death trap or it's devastated to you because of that picture that's being painted and the fear that has been pushed into your spirit and into your mind and into your heart to allow you to bow down and to make you listen to the music and after the music bow down to the image that was that is displayed before you. So what would you do? And the king asked, did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto them, unto the king, true, O king, yes. We threw in three. But lo, I see one that looks like God. Now, when they bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they use feathers. And then times, a chain or shackle placed on the feet, usually feathers, anything that confines or restrains. So they was restrained. In other words, they were mummified before they even got into the furnace. And they couldn't move because they was bind with feathers. They was wrapped up. And the king wanted to make sure that they didn't have any way of escaping the fiery furnace. So it was a chain of shackles placed on the feet, usually feathers, anything that confines or restrains. Now the cruelty of it is the state of, or quality of being cruel, cruel disposition or conduct, a cruel act, which the three mighty men did to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So, what am I saying? Now, here's, here's another situation with being cruel. It causes grief, grievous bodily harm or mental suffering. Just like when, 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 uh, when you come back from the war and you're back in civilization and you, as a citizen, but your mental state has been ruined because of that war, you got harm, you got battle marks, you got mental battle marks in your mind, and then you have that is it PTSD, SD, post-traumatic stress disorder. So when you're going through, you have to, you have to definitely be praying and fasting because those are the keys that's going to keep your mind regulated. You're going to read God's word, fasting in prayer, and reading God's word, because without those three tools, then you can have mental suffering or mental defects or just, just post-traumatic stress. Then you can have battle marks for going through certain things. And then there are multiple images that the enemy tries to place in your mind to give to, to throw fear at you, fiery dots, fear, and control. If he can if he can get you to fear, then he can control you. So 
It's faith over fear. And this is what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had. They had faith over fear. Now, even though, even if God does not deliver us from this fiery furnace, just remember, O king, that we did not bow down to your image. We did not listen to your music. Well, we didn't have a choice. We, we, we listened to the music. But after the music played, we did not bow down. So what am I saying? You're going through situations. You see these images. You hear the, you're hearing the music. And after the music played, the devil expects for you to bow down to his image. Don't bow down. Resist. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And that's what Paul said. Put on the whole armor of God. Because that's what it's going to take in this battle. We are in a spiritual warfare. Judges, the 16th chapter, 21st verse. But the Philistines took him and put out his eyes. I'm talking about Samson. And brought him down to Gaza. And bound him with feathers of brass. And he did grind in the prison house. Now, they used a female to trap Samson. And her name was Delilah. In real time, this is what some people do to trap people. They are sending the opposite of sex to you, to trap you. In other words, to throw you off and, and play some music that you want that they think you want to hear and then after they play the music that they think you want to hear then they want you to bow down to that image that they have painted towards you in other words a distraction has taken place so we have to be sharp that's why the bible says the word of god is sharp than any two-edged sword it's powerful and quick in other words it's quick thinking if you're in a situation and you hear God's word, that is quick thinking in your situation. The word of God is quick. It's moving. It's speaking to you in the midst of your situation. It's, it's letting you know this and it's letting you know that. That's why it's quick and powerful. And that's why it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Both sides. God can cover both sides. But we have to have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. If you don't have an ear what the Spirit is saying to the church, then you cannot fight off the enemy. You're listening to the music, and after the music played, you bow down to the image. Why? Because you haven't had an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. In other words, you have to bear witness with God's spirit. The spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Remember that. The spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Samson, he listened to the music. He bowed down to the image. 
But God gave him a chance to destroy the people that took away his strength. Listen, back to the positions. See, the devil don't want you to have any positions, any authority over him, so he tried to snatch the authority from you. Now, when, devil, when the devil uses people, he uses people that are in power or that has authority in this earth or that has power in this earth. If you don't have power and authority in this earth, he can't use you because somebody else can shut you down that has the power to do so. But if you have that power, then who's going to shut you down? Nobody. That's why the devil seeks and try to find who he can devour. So if he got power, he's going to use that power. And not only that he's going to use it, after he's done using that power, then he's going to use that same power against you. Listen to me. These three men, the mighty men of the army. Now, this goes back into the slavery days in our time when you had the police fighting against people that was trying to fight for their civil rights. Now you got three mighty men from the army going up against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now if you got these three guys going up against the three mighty men of the army, picture yourself thinking about a man, not only just him, but all the civil rights leader, leaders in our day that fought for us. Picture them going up against the army, the police. But what they had with them was the power of God. And that's why we're in the place that we're in now because of the power of God and that we are fighting up against the powers that's supposed to protect us, but in essence, it is against us. Do that make sense? What would you do? Now, that question was asked with John Lewis. That question was asked with Martin Luther King. The question was asked with Malcolm X. On and on, Frederick Douglass. What would you do? Because you are going up against powers. Spiritual wickedness in high places. The king was in a high place. He had authority. So he was able to delegate to his army. In real time, we're going through this situation right now, how uh, this certain person can use the army to threaten people that are seeking for peace and equality. So that same spirit that Nebuchadnezzar had is still here. And we're fighting for equality and peace. But the devil don't want peace. Because if you get peace 
then there's no division. There's no confusion. So it's a hand-to-hand combat with the spirit world, with the enemy and God's people, his angels are fighting on our behalf, and the demons are fighting on the devil's behalf, and the people that he that allowed him to use him are fighting on his behalf. So it all boils down to that. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, spirit bear witness with God's spirit. Not only did they bear witness with God's spirit, they knew who they were. They was part of Abraham's seed. And they knew that. So, what am I saying? There are a lot of different types of music that's being played. And there is an image behind that music to want you to bow down. Mark the fifth chapter, fourth verse, because that he had been often bound with feathers and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the feathers broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. Now we're talking about the man that was in the tombs, when Jesus and his disciples were headed to the other side. And the purpose of them heading to the other side, his disciples did not know that Jesus had plans on casting out a legion of devils. So Jesus was laying in the cut. In other words, he was down inside the boat. And, and the winds blew and it, and it got kind of crazy. And they thought they was going to perish. So they went down in the boat and asked Jesus if he cared about them perishing. So Jesus said, oh ye a little faith, peace, be still. And the winds would come. The weather was changed. And they got over to the other side, and they saw a man in the tombs. He was, he was possessed with leaders of devils. And he was possessed so when they bound him with feathers and chains, he broke them off because of the strength, because of the legions. And, and, and Jesus ask the legions what is your name? And they said, well my, my name is legion for we are many. Imagine that all of them spirits in that one man, legions of demons. Now if you go to Jeremiah and I'm going to close in God, Jeremiah, his words that Jeremiah has spoken unto all the people, saying, Thus said the Lord, He that remaineth in this city shall die by the sword by the famine and by the pestilence. But he that goeth forth to the challenge shall live, for he shall have his life for a prey 
and shall live. Thus said the Lord, this city shall surely be given into the hand of the king of Babylon's army. We shall take it. Therefore the princes said unto the king, We beseech thee, thee. We beseech thee. Let this man be put to death. Talking about Jeremiah. For thus he weakened the hands of the men of war that remained in the city. In this city. And the hands of all the people in speaking such words unto them. See, see people don't want to hear bad prophecy. They want to hear good prophecy. If you speak in bad prophecy, they want to destroy you. You're not of God. We, we got to get rid of this guy. He, he's, he's, he's speaking bad things to us about our city. That it's going to be destroyed. It's, gonna, it's, it's not going to be prosperous. Let's get rid of this guy. For this man seeketh not the welfare of the people, but the hurt. Then Zedekiah, the king, said, Behold, he is in your hand. For the king is not he that can do anything against you. Now listen at this. In real time, we have a person that says the same thing. What the king Zedekiah said, Behold, he is in your hand. For the king is not he that can do anything against you. It's in your hands. Then took they Jeremiah and cast him into the dungeon of Micaiah, the son of Hamlet, that was in the court of the prison. And they let down Jeremiah with cords. They, they just let him down, no letter. Just let him down with cords. And there's no way out. In the dungeon... There was no water. So, in other words, when Jeremiah prophesied to the people that it was going to be famine and that they need to leave the city. So, what they did was try to reverse the prophecy and put it on Jeremiah. So, there was in the court of the prison that they let down Jeremiah with cords in the dungeon. There was no water but mire. So Jeremiah sunk in the mire. Now when Edomlech, the Ethiopian, one of the eunuchs, which was in the king's house, heard that they had put Jeremiah in the dungeon. The king then sitting in the gate of Benjamin, Edomlech, went forth the eunuch, out of the king's house and spake to the king, saying, My lord, the king, these men have done evil, see, cruel, cruel things in all that they have done to Jeremiah, the prophets, the prophet. Why would you do the prophet like that? He's trying to help you. He's, he's telling you to leave because it's, it's nothing but famine here. Go. Leave. The same thing God said to Abraham, get out of thy country. The reason why God told Abraham to get thee out of thy country because it was a paganistic area that he was living in and God wanted to bless him. So he told him to get thee out of thy country, away from our kinfolk, and I will bless you. I will take you out of the paganistic society so you can praise and worship me that I am God 
and that I may bless you and take you away from the idols that your people worship. In other words, they are bending down to the image and listening to the music of their people, which is a paganistic society. So these men have done evil in all that they have done to Jeremiah the prophet, whom they have cast into the dungeon, and he is like to die for hunger in the place where he is, for there is no more bread in the city. So the prophecy already has been fulfilled. There's no more bread in the city because why? Abraham prophesied about the famine. Then the king commanded the eunuch, the Ethiopian, saying, Take from hence 30 men with thee and take up Jeremiah the prophet out of the dungeon before he died. Now look at God. You got, you got, you got one person. You got one person that's in your corner. Although you, you spoke a bad prophecy, it, I wouldn't say it was a bad prophecy. I was just saying it was a warning to get out of that country or to get out of the city because it's going to be famine. The same thing that Joseph told Pharaoh. He told Pharaoh to set up his storehouse because there is a famine coming. And Pharaoh listened to what Joseph said about the famine. And Pharaoh and Egypt were still prosperous because they listened to the prophecy or they listened to the warnings of Joseph. But the king, king's people, wanted to destroy Jeremiah because of what he said to forewarn them to get out of the city and there's going to be a famine. So in other words, what am I saying? He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. What would you do? The people threw him in the dungeon. The mighty men of the army threw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the fiery furnace by the delegation of the king. So if I delegate to you to do cruelty to someone, what would you do? Would you take on that task and, 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 and do what I say? Or would you tell me that I, we can't do this? Because why? It's going to be on you. It's going to be on you. This is what's going to happen. You delegate. The person that's delegating you to do cruelty to people, you still have to suffer those consequences. Just like when someone uh, have a contract out on a person and that contract has been fulfilled, guess who's going to jail? You are. So, what am I saying? What would you do in those situations? Would you bow down to not being thrown into the fiery furnace? Or would you be the mighty men of, of the army to throw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the fiery furnace? So, what would you do? Would you be loyal to the king 
or will you be loyal to God's word? Because God, all souls are a mindset God. In Ezekiel, if you read Ezekiel, he said that all souls are, are mine. And the soul that sinners should die. So on both sides, those are God's people. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they call them the three Hebrew boys. Then you have the mighty men of the army, which is God's people, but they just don't know it. But they're thinking that they're serving the king. To them, the king is a god to them. And not only that the king is God to them, the king also had an image of a god for them to bow down to. In other words, he was testing his authority. So listen, the devil is going to try and test his authority over God's authority. So what would you do? The enemy is trying to test God's authority with his authority, which is false authority, because he is a mimic. When he said in Isaiah, I shall be as the most high. He cannot be as the most high. Why? Because he doesn't have the authority. Jesus has all power. All power was given unto me. Heaven and earth. Jesus has all the power. But the devil don't want you to know that. Or he doesn't know, want you to know who you are. See, the devil doesn't care who you are. But you have to know who you are. If he can steal your identity, like identity was stolen during, down through the history in the slavery days and before then, then that is what the enemy is trying to do now. He's trying to take away your identity. And your identity is that God has given you power to trade up on serpents and scorpions and all of the power of the enemy. Now, you have to know who you are. If he gave you that power, then you have power over the devil. Regardless of whatever image that he's painted before you or whatever threats that he has set before you, to obey his voice or listen to his music, and then after the music has played, he wants you to bow down, bow down to the image that he has painted in your minds. So you don't have to bow down. Keep in mind that God is real. Amen. He is very real. And I'm going to cut off, but I thank God for his word. And we love his word. And we thank God for, for who he is. He is the I am God. He is Yahweh. He is the God of a second chance. He has mercies daily. His grace is there. It's not by our righteousness, but it's by his righteousness that who we are. Aside from the things that we think we are, we are not those things. We are part of his righteousness, so we have to recognize that and knowing within that that our spirit bears witness with his spirit. And that's what makes us the children of God. Father, thank you for the word. We magnify you. We give your name the praise. We bless you.
Keep us, protect us, guide us, and give us an ear to hear what your spirit is saying to our spirit that we may line up and understand the enemy's tactics, knowing when he's coming, have a discernment and acute judgment to protect our family and friends and all of your people. In Jesus' name, we pray and we thank you that we will not bow down. Amen. We're not bowed down. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Cool. 